welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. And I just wanted to share this morning as we continue on this series, Joy to the World. Um, Remind us all, really, uh, you know, the significance of Christmas, the significance of this day. Um, I want to take you to Isaiah 9 and verse 6 to 7. It says here, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now, this morning we're, oh, well, let me just backtrack a little bit. We've been, over the last few weeks, looking at different, uh, I guess, uh, characteristics of Jesus. We started, um, we talked about, we've talked about the Prince of Peace how he is the shalom, uh, um, and that he is the peace that we need. You know, shalom is that complete work, um, that completeness, that wholeness uh, of Christ in our hearts and in our lives. And, and, and how many could, could do with a bit of peace? Come on, give me a wave in your heart and your life. Man, me, every year, you know, every, every, almost every other day, you know, just like, give me a peace. Uh, 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 this morning, you know, I don't know how you find it, but sometimes I just need to get myself busy in order to kind of uh, let my soul be still. I don't know if it's a weird thing for you, but I find like uh, mowing lawns uh, or even vacuuming or painting a wall, I, I just get, I just, I, I, you know, people look at that and, and, and think that's work. For me, that's a moment of peace. Amen, somebody. Amen. Like all the men, all the men go, yeah, let me mow a lawn, you know. Uh, uh, when I was at the Mackies, I tell you what, the Mackies, they have a ride on lawnmower. Amen. That was so much fun when I got to ride. I mowed their lawns. It took me three hours to mow their lawns. That, that was the best three hours I ever spent. I was just sitting on there, get it, you know, and just had the earphones on, and, and no one was talking to me the whole time. Just, just me and the Lord. Just me and the Lord. Anyway, um, so, so the shalom is that complete work. Amen, somebody. We, we need that peace. This morning, I actually want to talk to you about Christ the Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer. Uh, um, that, that He is the one who redeems us. What, uh, one simple definition of re- to redeem is to, say, for example, have a voucher with some value on that voucher. Say, for example, like a $50 uh, Westfield voucher. You know, because those are all popular, amen, around this time of year. You know, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, it's, it has the value there, but its true, true worth is when you redeem it. Amen. When you cash it in. And, uh, and so, so, so by definition, to redeem means simply to cash in. And, and uh, I remember many, many years ago, uh, I, I got a phone call from, from, a, from a friend who was um, living in Australia at the time. And they rang me some uh, Friday morning. It was like early hours because they forgot about the time difference. And they rang me a Friday early morning and said, Hey, Nu, we, we've been thinking about you in Taua, and actually we've got a car for you. You know, would you like this car? It's an SUV car. 
uh, um, and, and we were in Auckland taking this call, and, uh, but the car, they said, was in Blenheim. And, uh, and so I, after the, what we were doing, we flew straight back to Auckland, uh, to, to Christchurch. I literally left and put my bags down, and we jumped on an overnight bus. And it, and it took us 10 hours to get to Blenheim because yeah, they wanted to stop at every single stop <laughs> on the way there. And uh, you know, I was like, come on, man, you know, I've got things to do. You know, and, uh, but when we got there, we, we got to the, um, the car yard and, and I, met, I met with the owner of the car yard and, and uh, they said, here, here, here's the keys. Everything's been covered. Everything's been taken care of. It is yours. I just signed my name on the dotted line. I took the keys and, and all the way back. I don't know how long I took. I probably took 20 hours to get back, you know, to crush it from Blenheim. But I was praising God the whole way. Why? why? Because uh, somebody else uh, 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 purchased this car for me. And, and, uh, and, and I, all I had to do was cash it in. Amen, somebody. Uh, and so that's what it means to redeem. It, it means to to receive something that, that uh, largely somebody else or something, someone else has, uh, has covered for you. And all you have to do is cash in. I, I want to say to us today that, that, that Jesus has paid for you. He's the Redeemer. Amen, somebody. And, and the Bible says that we are the redeemed. And, and so all we have to do is just cash it in. Amen, somebody. It's already been covered, already been paid for. You know, it's like those nice surprises when you go to a, a restaurant or a cafe or whatever, and somebody else has paid for your meal. Amen. I'm going to be some, I'm going to, no, I was going to say something silly, like I'm going to be at McDonald's at this time. <laughs> if you want to, no, oh wait, uh, no, uh, yeah, amen. Uh, um, but, and so that's what it means. Jesus is the redeemer. We are the redeemed. He's paid the ultimate price for us. There's no more charge. There's no more extra costs or hidden, hidden costs. There's no more like, like, like fine print. Oh, well, you've got to pay the tax on, on, on this. Uh, no, Jesus has paid for it all. Amen, somebody. And so this morning, I really want to talk to us about what it means to be redeemed. What it really means for us to be redeemed. Number one, it, the redeem, to be redeemed, it means that we have been redeemed by grace. Amen, somebody. Uh, Ephesians 1 and verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through the blood, or through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Now, just focus on a couple of these words. The redemption was paid, or, or the price was paid through his blood. The forgiveness of sins was, was atoned for, the, the, or was made. And all we have to do is receive it. Amen, somebody. Uh, Ephesians 2 and 8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not a work of yourselves, from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast about it. You know, I, I, when I think about being redeemed or by grace, I always go to the story of the woman who was caught in adultery. You know, the woman, because to, to me, when I, when, I, when I look for an, an illustration of, of God's grace, that's the story I go to each and every time. 
And, and when you think about this story, the, the, if you don't know the story, the story is that a woman was caught in, uh, committing adultery, was, was brought before Jesus by the religious leaders and by, by the, uh, a mob and, and who, were, who were out there for blood. They wanted to stone this woman uh, unto death. And so they brought, they brought this woman to Jesus who was, was in the temple and they asked Jesus, what should we do with this woman? And I love Jesus' words. You guys remember it? He said, let anyone who is without sin throw the first stone. Uh, I love that. I love that. Oh, boy, I wish I was so smart sometimes, you know, like that, just quick, off the tongue. Never even think about it. It just comes out just like that and, and, uh, and, and just so profound. He said, let anyone who was without sin, let him be the first to cast a stone. And, and, and of course, because Jesus knew the condition of the human heart, there was no one, there was absolutely no one who was without sin. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But when you read the end of the story, I love it. I love it. And in, 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 uh, in verse 9, or let me say verse 10, uh, Jesus asked this, the woman, he, she, she, he says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said, then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go and leave your life of sin. I, I love that. They, 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 there is no condemnation. Jesus said, I don't condemn you. You know, there is no condemnation. I, 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 love, the, I love the scripture which says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. We are, we are, no, we are no longer condemned by our sins. Why? Because we've been redeemed to, to, by, um, by His grace. His grace is His unconditional love. It's the Redeemer forgives, the Redeemer heals, the Redeemer restores, the Redeemer renews. Amen, somebody. Come on, just think about that for yourself this Christmas. I, I want everybody to think about this. I'm redeemed. I've been, I've been forgiven. I, I've, I've been healed. My brokenness, my, my, my sin, washed away, is no more. It's big, why? Why? Because somebody else paid for it. You, you're asking me, no, this is Christmas. This is the other end of, this, you know, of his life. No, the, the, the reason for the birth was this. Amen, somebody. The reason he came was for this. If we don't have this, if we don't talk about the cross, it makes no sense about the birth. Amen. Okay, I just thought I'd add that in. The we're redeemed by grace. I, 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 I say this all the time. Let's never, ever get complacent about that fact. By grace, you've been saved. Not, not a work of your own. Not based on the size of your church. Not based on the size of your ministry. Not based on anything, how much you give or how much you serve, how many hours you put in. It's not, not based on the success of, of, of uh, your, minister, or, or your, your business or your life even. It's all been paid for. Somebody else paid for. His name is Jesus. Amen, somebody. The second thing is this. Number one, you've been, you've been uh, redeemed by grace. Number two, you've been redeemed for more. You've been redeemed for more. It says here in Titus uh, 2 and 14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify us for himself, a people that are his very own, eager 
to do what is good. Isaiah 61 and verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom for the captives, to release from darkness, and release from darkness for the prisoners. You know, when I think about the redeemed life, I think about the Apostle Paul. Amen. Uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, you guys know the story, was a, a, um, a, a, a Pharisee. He was a, and he was a zealous Pharisee. He was trained under one of the top rabbis, and he was positioned for great and wonderful things uh, under, that, under that covenant. But something happened on that road to Damascus. He had an encounter with Jesus. And it was that encounter with Jesus that would radically change his whole life. You know, I, remember, I remind you that it was Paul uh, who would write two-thirds of the good news. Uh, sorry, of the uh, New Testament. He would write books um, that were uh, books like Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. He would write all of those letters and all of those books, two thirds of the New Testament. He would also be the one that would plant churches. He would be the one that would minister, and uh, in his missionary journeys, he would impact lives of uh, the church all around uh, in that particular region, and. Um, but when you think about his life, it is all based on the fact that he received redemption. Amen, somebody. I, I, I want to I remind us that our redemption or our, the fact that we are redeemed is for something so much more than what we have and what we see. Amen. There is more that God wants for our hearts and for our lives. More for God, that God wants to do in us, uh, in us and through us. I love these, um, this passage in, in Matthew 3 and, and verse 8, and I shared this with the staff uh, this, this week. It says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Uh, Matthew uh, says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. What does that mean? It means that the, at the root of everything you do uh, should be uh, grace and the redeeming uh, love of Christ in your heart and in your life. Amen. When you dig down the surface, below the surface, now this is something uh, weird that I did this morning. I was up very early this morning and I decided I need to do a bit of weeding in my garden. You know, so most people just have coffee and breakfast. I got up at 5.30 and I said, right, it's time to weed that garden. I've been staring at it for this whole week and I knew I'm going to get to it, you know. And, and, uh, and, uh, but when, you, when I realized, when I, when I pulled out those weeds, let me tell you, uh, the, the roots don't go down very deep. And so it doesn't, it, it actually is not as strong as it looks. Can I say, when it comes to the redemptive work of grace on, and, and the redemptive work of Christ, uh, it, the roots go down deep, and therefore we are able to produce uh, fruit that is in keeping with our repentance. Amen, somebody. I, I love the scripture. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the, of the foe, those he gathered from the lands uh, from east and, and west, from north and south. Let me, let me just say that again. Uh, let the redeemed of the Lord 
tell their story. Let, let me just encourage us all that are gathered here this morning. If you are redeemed, if you have re- received the redemptive, redemptive work of Christ on the cross, then guess what? You've got to tell your story. You've got to tell somebody. You've got to let somebody know about the goodness of God in your heart and in your life. You've actually got to be his hands and his feet. That's, that's what it means to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. I mean, somebody. Uh, uh, but let me tell you, for many of us, the minute I say that, you go into freak out mode. It's like, well, me? I tell, tell somebody about what Jesus done in my heart and in my life? Yeah, that's what we're called to do. Bible says, go into all the world. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and, and, of, the, and of the Son, and I will be with you to the very end of age. Our job is to let people know the redemptive work. Let them hear our story. I, I, I love the fact that redemption is all about second chances. Oh, I'm so glad God gives me second chance. I, I'm bound to muck up. I know you guys think I'm holy out there, you know. I know you guys think I can do no wrong. But you just need to talk to Tawa. She'll tell you everything, you know. She even gave my password away on my phone to one person who just keeps posting these, these things on my phone every time I'm with her. But let me tell you, let me tell you, the redemptive work of the cross, amen, is, is, is what is what gives you a second chance. And if you need a second chance, just ask God. Amen, somebody. You, if you need a third chance and a fourth chance, guess what? He'll give it to you. How many times are we supposed to forgive? Well, Bible says 70 times 7. In other words, as often as it takes. There's no limit on the forgiveness that you give, and it's no limit on the forgiveness that Christ received. If, if a person you know, maxes it out, and he's reached that 70 times 7 number, whatever that number is, maths was, was terrible in my upbringing, you know, and, and, uh, but whatever that number is, let me tell you, one more is not going to hurt to God. Amen. Are you guys hearing this this morning? It's all about getting a clean slate. It's all about resetting. The redemptive work, the redemptive work of... Uh, of the cross means that we can receive more. We can do more. Amen, somebody. And the final thing is this. What does it mean to be redeemed? I know I'm harping on about the cross, but let me tell you, it's all connected. But the final thing is this. We are redeemed for heaven. Oh, that's got to be good news in this room. We're redeemed for heaven. I I want to remind you that he is not our home. Heaven is our home. One day we will be with Jesus. Where is heaven? Well, heaven, write this one down. Heaven is anywhere where God is. That's heaven. Uh, The Bible says that he sits on the throne. Uh, When you read Revelation, it tells you, uh, let let me go to it, Revelation. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed 
uh, for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Where's heaven? No, tell me, where's this third heaven? You know, well, let me tell you, it's anywhere where God is. Whether it's in the sky somewhere, in some, in some uh, transient place that we, have, we cannot see with the physical eye, or whether it's here, as, as is prophesied, it doesn't matter. It's anywhere where God is. That's heaven. Amen, somebody. And guess what? We get to be there one day. We get to be with God in heaven, the redeemed. We're redeemed not for this world, but for heaven. Heaven is our home. Heaven is one day where we will be. The Bible says this, Isaiah 44, I have swept away your offense like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. You know, when you think about Jesus and his ministry, he talked about the kingdom of God more than any other topic, more than, than, than about love, more than about uh, you know, uh, provisions, more than about um, serving. He talked about the kingdom of God. He was trying to get people to, to understand what the kingdom of God looks like. See, the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. Why was he talking so often about the kingdom of God? Because that's where we're going to be one day. Amen, somebody. That's home. That's home. One day is uh, um, a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day to the Lord. To be absent from body is to be present with the Lord. I, I want to I remind us all, let's keep our eyes focused on what's most important. The Bible says John, in, in, in uh, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else will be added to you as well. You know, Jesus came in the form of a child that would one day uh, become the Messiah that would lay down his life. He would redeem us for heaven. Amen. When we focus on heaven, we need to focus on the fact that that is our home. Is anybody with me this morning? Come on, why don't you just close your eyes where you are and just wind the team back up. I want to remind us all this morning that the Redeemer paid for you, fully paid for. All you got to do is just cash it in. Come on, you just got to cash that in. You just got to allow him to come into your heart and into your life and just say, I receive all that you have for me in the wonderful name of Jesus. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.